Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. We're so glad you're here with us today. We have an awesome guest. Uh We have here to discuss our book study, Stay With Us, Kendra, a precious friend of mine who I've had the pleasure of getting to watch fall in love with Jesus as he pursues her life, provides for her so many things, and just cares deeply and intricately for her and her family. Welcome, Kendra. Thank you. I'm so excited and nervous to be here. (laughs) Um, Just as Shannon said, uh, yes, um, I am going on, going to be three years of dedicating my life to Christ. So that's super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Recently graduated from nursing school and will be starting residency at Skagit. And I have a lovely five-year-old son, Rylan. And God has been continuing to just move in places in my life that is overwhelming a little bit. Yeah. So powerful and so awesome. I cannot wait to hear what you have to share with us today. So excited. So chapter four, that's what you wanted to focus on. It's what you felt led toward. The the chapter is called The Lake, An Invitation to Vulnerability. Um, I love this chapter as well. And I can't wait to hear why you did too. Um. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say that I um, wanted to love this chapter. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but it definitely is what stuck out to me the most. And um, just kind of going off of my uh, little bit of background with me, um, I uh, didn't grow up in a um, you know Christian home. I dealt with a lot of abuse and trauma um, growing up. So uh, this whole vulnerability thing is something that I've not been easy or mm has not been easy for me. So I think, you know, um, just being able to allow God to move in those areas, just like by me coming on and talking on this podcast. So, um, yeah, I think just the whole chapter, it just kind of, um, almost felt like in a way it was peeling back layers, um, that I'm already trying to bring to the surface. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, like, you know, God's perfect timing, right? So I think there's a reason that I am speaking on this chapter, especially because um, right now that is what I'm kind of going through, um, dealing with layers and being vulnerable and talking about things in my past. So yeah. So then you would probably say that you're kind of leaning into vulnerability, yes, as opposed to pulling away from it. Definitely during this season, um, I, I my heart especially has been, um, in a way kind of aching, um, for, um, you know, a spouse, like wanting a family and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think too, um, God is working, um, 
in my life right now, because especially dealing with um, the sexual abuse that I went through as a child and not being able to have a a healthy relationship with men in general, those things are coming to surface a lot right now. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think, um, and two, I think I have a lot of things that I still need to process and only God can um, help me through those things right now and kind of um, heal me in those areas. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, right now, that is definitely I'm leaning in towards um, vulnerability. I'm, I'm more willing to talk about things. I'm um, not as shameful <laughs> to talk about those things anymore because I have him in my life. And he is um, honestly, I feel like sometimes he is just leading my conversations. There are times where I don't want to talk about these things and he just is kind of like spilling it out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, definitely leaning into it right now. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, what is our vision verse? It is. Yeah. Our, it's uh, Ephesians 5.13. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Mm, sounds like he's really drawing you into that space for sure. Yeah. Yes. And um, I think too, by by me being vulnerable, I've... Um, I've dealt with a lot of shame in my life. I think um, just as a small child from going, you know, going through that trauma, I started, I I felt very shameful at a very young age, even though those things, they weren't my fault, you know, the things that happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, I don't know if it was just a natural thing or if it was one of those things where I couldn't be vulnerable. I didn't want to talk about it because I was embarrassed. Um, Those you know, shame has just constantly been um, a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I am just so, so thankful that God had like continued to chase after me because I didn't want anything to do with him (laughs) my Mm -hmm. whole 20 some years, 27 years of my life. So I, I am just, since I gave my life over to him uh, three years ago, I, I still, in in a way, sometimes feel shame, but it's it's different. I feel this over, um, like empowering feeling over me. This like this, um, it's not shame anymore. It's um, mm-hmm. me working through those areas of my life that were really hard, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I'm just grateful that he he's with me, yeah. <laughs> that I have him to go through those things with. And he bring, he's bring, he's brought so many wonderful people into my life to, um, to talk about those things, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I have no idea if that answered your question, but yeah. we're going to go with it. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. That was really good. You're definitely leaning into the vulnerability. <laughs> yes. It sounds like really digging into those yeah. areas that when we keep them hidden, you know, when they mm-hmm. stay in those darkness, those mm-hmm. dark places that that shame just grows. Mm-hmm. It can just stay there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't move. Mm-hmm. And it, it loves just, the dark. It does. <laughs> yeah. It just loves the dark so much. And so being able to take those things into the light, those mm-hmm. aren't easy topics to mm-hmm. talk about. No. Talking about oh. sexual abuse and, you know, being even in a household growing up that was abusive in other ways also, that is hard stuff mm-hmm. right there. So it's just amazing. Like it just shows so much how just his goodness 
Mm. and the protection that he gives us like yes he's calling you into that Mm. he's calling you into these uncomfortable spaces to start working through some of that but he also is just surrounding you in love Mm. so that you can do that right and i I will say too, uh, before or when I started coming to Living Word, I didn't want people to know about me. I sit in the back because I didn't think anybody would notice people in the back. <laughs> Clearly, I was wrong. Um, so, I when I started coming, I I just kind of I I came for the wrong reasons. I um, but then I met wonderful Shannon over here. Um, but. I, I will say, like, I, I didn't want people to know those dark things about me. I, I felt that if, you know, if you were going to be going to church, you needed to be perfect. You needed to be doing all of these things. And then when I, Eden actually is um, the first one that I ever came to, and I don't cry in front of people, I will say that. And that first Eden, I remember I was up at the front and I was just crying my eyes out. And afterwards I was like what in the heck was that about <laughs> because I don't do that and I I just felt this um it was okay it was okay to be um to be broken and you know I I like I wanted to not be broken anymore and so just I think to Eden has shown me that especially women you know we we have a lot of things in common as women and I I love that as I started to come and started to actually, you know, grow relationships with, with people, it allowed me, you know, to be vulnerable and um, allowed God into those spaces and other people. So. Mm-hmm. Just, Felt kind of safe. I mean, to a certain extent, although yeah. I think there's still some things inside of you where you're like, but I'm not letting that out. I'm not letting of that course. Out. So there are still things <laughs> that, yeah, I, that I feel, sure. but I, I will say, um, you know, it's not, I think for me, it's not necessarily a space say, um, to be vulnerable. It's who God has brought into my life. And, mm-hmm. um, I will say too, that I used to not be able to talk about my sexual abuse. I used to not be able to talk about, um, you know, I having relationships with, with men that I had no business of being in relationships with. I used to, um, I would tell some parts of that story because in a way I didn't care what people thought about some of the parts of my life, but the, for some reason, the sexual abuse and the molestation, stuff like that, I've had a really hard time talking about. Mm-hmm. And until now, there's going to be a lot of people who know my story <laughs> now, <laughs> but, um, I think, um, you know, and I've been praying too that God would use me for his good, that he would use me yeah. to um, maybe help somebody else who is struggling and for even to be asked to discuss this chapter or even be invited on this is just a blessing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just allowing me to, I guess, in a way feel, feel safe that, you know, these things happen and it's okay to... Um, to be embarrassed about them. It's okay to feel um, the way you do. But um, I think if we can talk about things and make it not such a stigma, I guess, yes. um, is is really important. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are blessed to have you be willing to share Thank and you. to talk yeah. about this. And I think of your life and I think about how, you know, this idea of light, um, you know, 
the Holy Spirit's presence in us and the work that he is doing, it's like it becomes a beacon. You Mm -hmm. are becoming a beacon, Mm -hmm. a safe place for others um, Mm -hmm. who might feel similar shame based on stuff that happened to them. Mm -hmm. Again, this has nothing to do with what choices that you made. Mm -hmm. Sure, there are some things where you're like, I mean, you know, there's other things here and there that maybe you had choices on, but I mean, from the get-go, right? Mm -hmm. So this is him um, illuminating himself in you Mm -hmm. and saying like, come to me, I'm a safe place. Like you said, you really want to, you want your story to help others with Mm -hmm. a similar story. And that's exactly what you're willing to do. That willingness will be honored and blessed. I just know it. Mm -hmm. And be such a blessing to so many. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. I, so I remember um, I had a friend and we, she invited me to church camp, which was a little weird because I just <laughs> didn't even go to church. So, uh, she invited me to church camp and I remember, um, there was this, this young woman, she was telling her story about, um, you know, she used to, she was very promiscuous. She, um, you know, would sleep around with, she just had a lot of partners and she went through a lot of trauma in her life. And I remember, Um, and it's just crazy to me. I remember looking at her and inside I just was, I, I felt if God could love somebody like that, maybe he could love me because, um, you know, she said that she, you know, came to Christ and stuff. And, um, I really didn't know at that time what that meant or looked like, but I knew that one day I would be able to share my story that something I it was almost kind of like a vision I guess but I just seen in her I seen that I would be able to share my story and one day God would love me that's what I felt I felt that he would love me um I went through a lot of things to you know because I didn't feel loved by him but um I I do I remember just seeing her and uh, almost mm-hmm. kind of I want to be kind of like a you know, maybe she was my beacon, right? Like she, mm-hmm. she was Absolutely. lighting up for, for me and giving me hope for something that I could um, see later. I mean, that was like 20 years later, but. Yeah. And you still remember it. I do. Like it's it still is very so profound clear to you, that memory. And that's not by accident. Mm-mm. That's not by accident at all. So was that your first experience with any type of church setting? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I mean, no, I guess, I guess some, sometimes like if I wanted to hang out with my friend, I would go to church because she went every Sunday, but it wasn't like, I, yeah, I didn't grow up in a, in um, a church home. I, you know, my mom worked a lot. My, my dad, he was an alcoholic, wasn't ever around kind of thing. And so um, we just didn't have that. We, I, I have always believed in, you know, I always did believe in God, like, um, but I will say too, I think by going through what I did in my past, I had a really hard time with um, thinking, you know, if he, if he could love me or not. I, mm-hmm. I felt that I was so broken that mm-hmm. there were so many things in my life that had happened. Even um, I just think I was placed on a path of darkness from a very, very young age. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I pressed into that instead of, you know, because it's kind of all that I knew. And so... I, I always wanted or hoped that he loved me, but um, I didn't ever feel it. If if that even makes sense, it's kind of like you unqualified yourself. I did disqualified unqualified disqualified yourself from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which and makes I, me. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just I just think um, because 
of the trauma that I went through, I just knew that um, there would be no turning back for me. Mm. That it, it was it was just kind of this way, you know. This is this is just how your life is going to be, even though there's other people that are, you know, living out these, I guess, Christian lives and doing um, doing these other things. I just I just didn't see that for me, yeah. You know, um, yeah. until now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. That's what redemption looks like. I feel like, mm. you know, he comes after these places inside of us that mm. we want, we feel we should keep hidden. We should keep mm. in the dark. We should keep, you know, away from everybody. Mm. And he's like, no, I want that too. I want to redeem that. That's part of, you know, just the pouring out of his blood for us. He wants to cover all that. Mm. And that's like, you mm. are literally in the midst of that which is so yeah. cool and and have had a ton of that done in your life since you said yes to him three years ago. Yeah, I like I said, I, I grew up with a lot of sh- I mean, a lot of shame. It, it's just it's crazy the amount of shame and unworthiness that I did not feel in my life. And I just kind of kept stacking it on. You know, I would do something super shameful or sinful and I would – I mean, I would feel bad, you know, but then I would do it again and then I would do it again and I do it again. And then um, finally, when, you know, I was able to give, you know, I did give my life over to Christ. It feels different. It feels, um, I just get this like um, gut wrenching feeling in my stomach that, you know, if I have those thoughts or if I have, you know, even just when I feel sometimes I will even still feel a little bit shameful for things mm-hmm. or unworthy but then i i get this almost like a supernatural feel feeling over me which i believe is the holy spirit saying no you are mine you mm. are worthy you are loved you are all these things and i i mean i'm if i if you could have met me you know four or five years ago like i i was just a very different person and i will say i i don't like i don't want to say shameful anymore i don't feel that i don't feel um, I just feel very loved and very blessed. And he, every single day is blessing me with, with something new. And without him, I mean, just graduating without him, I, um, I, I really don't even, I wouldn't have came here either. You know, I feel like he, like his, his time is perfect. And, um, just all the things that he continues to bless me with in my life is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, I'm just very grateful. Yeah. And I think such a big part of that is like your invitation for him Mm. to do that Mm. in your life. I just got like this crazy mental picture of like you talking about how you'll start getting those feelings of shame Mm -hmm. and then you'll just get like this feeling that come over Mm -hmm. you. And I just like had this picture of Jesus like battling the shame for you, you know, because you have really Mm -hmm. invited him Mm -hmm. into that. That's not to say that he doesn't allow you to feel conviction, that Mm -hmm. gut, right. You know, that, that knot that you can feel in your Mm -hmm. stomach like that conviction can feel like that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's still going to allow you to feel that conviction in Mm -hmm. those areas where there's still work to be done, Mm -hmm. but that just heavy, wet blanket of shame that mm-hmm. can just be mm-hmm. draped over us mm-hmm. and can feel so suffocating. And like, how are we ever going to get this mm-hmm. off of us? Mm-hmm. He is the one that battles that. Mm-hmm. When we invite him into that, mm-hmm. when we ask him into that space, when we hand that over to him, that's when he's really like, yep, I've been here waiting to fight this battle mm-hmm. for you yeah. all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you've asked and I am here and I'm not going anywhere. That's so true. Yeah. I feel like conviction, the difference between conviction and um, shame and guilt is that conviction is steeped in love. Mm. It's him like, uh-uh, 
uh-uh, I have something better. I have something better. And it yeah. draws us to mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, where the other just like, like you're saying, and you've mm-hmm. said it too before, like uh, Kendra, you've said like, it's heaping, it's a heaping on. You almost just like, you feel shame, so you mm-hmm. stuff it. And then you just heap mm-hmm. on more and more and more. But there are still those feelings inside of us. Where we're like, uh, I don't feel like this is a good choice for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he comes after us mm-hmm. in a loving way that way too. Yeah. So it's just being, learning the difference. And I think, like you said, it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because there's, there is love there. Mm-hmm. not just you know you're bad <laughs> right because <laughs> he doesn't and as a loving father that's what he wants to yeah. do for us he wants to love us through that he wants to give us you know gentle correction if we'll mm-hmm. take it sometimes yeah. we don't listen very right. well then it's like maybe not so gentle but he wants to be able to do that which kind of makes me think about what what was that like for you in being able to have a relationship with your heavenly father when it sounds like your relationship with your earthly father was Mm. not great. Uh, Honestly, I think that that's why I pushed him to the side for so long. I, I've never had, um, I've never had a healthy relationship with a man ever. And, um, you know, I, I guess for me, especially growing up, I, I looked at um, not just, you know, not just my, my dad, but people who were um, supposed to protect me and supposed to, you know, um, kind of guide me through, they actually did the opposite. They broke, they broke me down. They took something from me that I could never get back. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I hated myself honest, honestly, like I, I felt so, um, just disgusted <laughs> if that's even a good word. And, and I just, um, I think I was mad at him. I, I was mad at him for, hmm. for allowing that to happen in my life. And, and that's another thing I felt he didn't love me because he would allow this. And, um, you know, and I, as, as I get older, I'm able to process things, but I do think, um, you know, with me being able to bring these things up or being able to process them and, um, you know, God has always loved me. He's always been there. He's, Mm -hmm. he's never, um, said, Oh, you deserve, you know what I mean? You deserve this bad thing. Um, that's not the case. I just think even, I think my dad was broken. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of my family were very broken and, um, they didn't have Jesus in their life. Yeah. And, um, you know, my dad, he passed away, um, two years ago and I don't want to cry about this, but, um, I never got to tell them that, that I forgave him for that. So, um, that's just hard, you know, something too, that I've still been processing because, um, I know he loved me too. So, um, Mm. it's just really hard. Yeah. So, and then I'm processing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what just an amazing testament to the work that the Holy Spirit has done in you, Mm. that you even are in a place where you wish you could have told him you Mm. forgive him, that you do forgive him. Mm. Just that in itself is amazing and is such a testament to Mm. this walk that you've had with Jesus and the work that he has done in you and how Mm. he's shown you so much love that you're even in that space. Right. So that's just like, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, before... um, before coming um, to Christ, I, I, I didn't talk to my dad ever. Yeah, I didn't. And um, and after, I felt. I mean, I didn't have much time, you know, because he he passed away. Um, but I, yeah, I just wish I, you know, could have told him that. And I, um, 
I, I do think there is, um, you know, room for me to continue to grow to, um, with, as far as like with men in my life. And I, I do think that's why I haven't found a, I don't have a man in my life because Mm -hmm. there are areas that I've been, you know, like in my past, I just stuffed down and, um, I would either have to get drunk to be intimate with somebody, or I would have to, um, pretty much that, you know, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> because I, I just didn't, that was, that was that brokenness in me. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel vulnerable. I, you know, I, I couldn't be vulnerable in yeah. front of these men because yeah. I have not healed in that part of my life yet. Yeah. So I know that God is working and I know, mm-hmm. um, that one day he, he has a special person for me that it's going to love all of those areas mm-hmm. and sure. take the time to, you know, um, Pull those layers back again. So sure. Yeah. Keeps working on it. Yeah. Actually, that brings me, it makes me think of in the book on on the bottom of page 46 and up mm-hmm. to page 47, um, there is something that she says, um, vulnerability is the pathway to intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of that as our intimacy with our friends. I think of that as our intimacy with our romantic partners. I think of that as even an intimacy with the Lord. Uh, do you agree with this statement that vulnerability is the pathway to intimacy? I do. I think, um, I think when we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable, we can't grow in relationship with others. Mm-hmm. And I've only just started to, to learn that the past few years. Um, because even just with friends, I I've noticed, um, when I can fully talk about, um, things in my past, they understand me better, you know? And so I do think until, um, you know, it's easier said than done, right? Just be vulnerable and, you know, things will be (laughs) easier. Yeah. But it's like, wait, you want me to do what? Yeah. <laughs> because it's scary. It's very yeah. scary because I think too, well, you're afraid of judgment, right? You're very afraid of judgment. And, um, and I will say this is, um, uh, when I was able to be vulnerable, um, I actually opened up to uh, my brothers about my situation and they were actually the same thing happened to them. Mm-hmm. And it was just, um, this is so off topic, but okay, Lord. Um, (laughs) but without, if I wouldn't have been, um, vulnerable with them, I don't think it would have allowed them to open up to me. So I feel like that relationship, you know, it was kind of, it was an intimate relationship, like what we were talking about, you know, my brothers, they broke down and Mm -hmm. they kind of told me, and I was able to understand, you know, like what they went through. And, um, I just, I do think a lot of good, good can come out of, um, being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely does contribute to that intimacy sure. and that mm-hmm. connection that we need to have in those mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. for them to be real and fruitful and right. yep. really what the Lord calls them to be. Like when we're vulnerable, vulnerable in those relationships, I feel like that's really what he's calling us into. Mm-hmm. And that that's okay. like that you say fruitful. Like I think that is like literally what being vulnerable is because without that, I mean, you can't grow from it, right? There's when you just continue to hide things, um, gosh, I hid things for, I'm 30 years old, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I've hid things in my life for so long. And until I just started being able to talk about them, I feel this, I just like this huge weight is off of me. Yeah. You know, I'm not, it's, it's not shameful. It's actually, um, there's a lot of, um, strength in being vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. 
That is so huge right there. Yeah. Because I think the world tells us that that mm -hmm. is the opposite of strength. Like Mm -hmm. that that's, oh, you're talking about your feelings. You're talking about your, yeah. When really it actually takes a lot of bravery Mm -hmm. and a lot of strength. Mm -hmm. And you're hanging, I mean, you're hanging yourself out there on the corner. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. So one question I have for you, Kendra, is why do you think that shame has so much power over us? Um, I can only speak uh, for myself, of course, but um, for me, I allowed it to have power over me. It was um, kind of in a weird way. It was, um, it made me feel like if, as long as um, I was being, as long as I felt shame, I was feeling something, right? So I was, um, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's real. So, um, yeah, I just think that I, I allowed it to have so much mm-hmm. power over my life um, just because – not to say that I was weak or anything like that. It was just um, – like I said, I, I've kind of dealt with it my whole life. So it was all that I knew and all that I've really ever known until mm-hmm. – um, until honestly coming here to living word. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember the first time I walked in, I, um, I felt shame. I felt, um, automatically I was like, I don't belong here. I I've had so much, so much darkness and so much, um, just things happened to me in my life. I just felt, I felt yuck. And so I, you know, I stayed and, um, I made sure I sat in the back because when you sit in the back, nobody knows, that you came. <laughs> Please say that. Wrong. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, even that day and I, I felt a lot of shame. And then I remember I was, um, asked to join rooted and literally the only reason I did was because a boy asked me to. So I didn't want to say no, I didn't want to be rude. So I decided to, you know, to go along with that. And I remember sitting in rooted and I, just wanted to just jump out and just leave like Mm. something, you know, like, like my, I think almost that shame, that shame was like creeping up. And I was like, you, you don't belong here. You need to get out of here. Like, there's no way that you're going to fit in. You don't have anything in common with these people. God doesn't love you, you know, all these things, but little did I know he was already working. Right. Cause I stayed. And, um, I will say too, um, I remember that day, uh, they were talking about the fruits of the spirit. And at that time I had absolutely no idea what they were talking about. I just thought they were crazy, <laughs> crazy people. And, um, yeah, I remember they were talking about, you know, just like all these good things, all these, you know, feeling like joy and peace and love and, you know, faithfulness, all this stuff that they get from, um, the Holy spirit. And I, I just, I, I felt really sad inside because I had never felt that before. I didn't feel that growing up. I didn't feel that um, from people that I even had in my life, just family or friends and stuff. And so um, I just had this, um, and I don't know, maybe that was shame too. Maybe that was shame being um, not allowing me to press into that, but um, or thinking I could feel those things. Right. So I remember going home and I just, yeah, I just felt so sad inside and I knew um, that, I wanted that. I wanted it so bad. And so and it wasn't in a way I didn't start praying saying, oh, God, give me these things. Mm-hmm. I was mad. I was mm-hmm. so mad at him because I I didn't understand why he loved them and not me. 
And so, yeah, I remember just, just yelling at him almost. And, and that just sticks with me because, um, he's loved me all along. I just didn't, I, for, I think because shame didn't allow me to feel that I did, it wouldn't allow me to let him in. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't allow me, I wasn't vulnerable enough to allow him in and to work in those areas. And, um, I continued through Rooted and obviously I built a very, very good relationship with Shannon here and I'm so thankful for her Um, just because I've never had somebody um, in my life that really cared about me like that. So um, I'm just thankful for you. So dang it, I'm crying again. This is not good. (laughs) Um, Way to be vulnerable. Oh, I know. Good job. I'm over getting all like, Uh getting all teary. But yeah, I, um, I I just think we allow it to have power over us mm-hmm. because maybe we don't know any different. Maybe we've never experienced anything different. Yeah. And sometimes it's easy to be shameful. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was actually kind of like a space that my brain went to when you were talking about how at least you felt something mm-hmm. when you were feeling shame. And my first thought was like, ooh, what was she not feeling? Like, mm-hmm. what was shame easier? Like, Shame was mm-hmm. easier to feel and easier to digest than maybe some of these other really hard things mm-hmm. that are really, really painful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally think that that's yeah, yeah. That's for sure. I, I definitely think for sure. Um, I, you know, especially when you go half of your life or more than half of my life, and this is just now me opening up. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that happened overnight. It's not yeah. something that no. I felt safe enough to yeah. talk about until um, God, God has done the work, mm-hmm. not me. <laughs> I don't want to take the credit for that, but I have allowed him to work in those areas. And it's been very hard. It's been, um, I, I don't want to say embarrassing, but in a way being vulnerable is embarrassing sometimes. So, yeah. um, yeah. Um, you mentioned rooted and at the end we did cardboard testimonies, mm-hmm. which, for those of you who don't know what that is, on one side, you write a belief you had about yourself or have about yourself at the beginning of Rooted. And then on the other side, you write what your new belief is, what God covered you and showed you throughout the process of Rooted. And at the end, we have you guys walk, mm-hmm. had you guys walk across mm-hmm. the stage and show it. What what was yours? Do you remember? Uh, unworthiness. I mm-hmm. un, Yeah, unworthy. And then um, at the end, I, I felt loved. I felt just in a a tremendous amount of love and I gave my life to um to Christ too while I was going through rooted yeah. so that was a very... shortly after baptized too yeah I mean, it was yeah powerful time oh I just got goosebumps so I, I actually so much. it is so crazy so I remember I went to um just a um oh um a worship night and again, I sat in the back and I don't know for whatever reason, but Shannon sat in front of me that night. Do you remember this? I remember a lot of things. Okay. With you, so I do remember and, that. Yeah. And you had Ryan with you. Yeah. 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 Rylan was with me and I remember, <laughs> oh, come to the altar came on. And literally I, even to this day, I, I hear this because, you know, going through Rooted, I was processing things and stuff and I was like, oh, well, I feel some stuff and, you know, yeah. and yeah. It was just the Holy Spirit just came over me and he was just like, come to me, come home to me. And mm-hmm. I remember just breaking down and I went, I did, I turned to Shannon and I was like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to give my life to him. And it was just, um, 
when I think about it, it just like, it just is like an overwhelming feeling of like gratitude, I guess, or, or I don't even know how to explain it. Just a mm-hmm. wildness, <laughs> you know, wildness. He's a like wild it. God. Yeah. That is for sure. <laughs> so that's a good word. That's a great word. It's a great word. It was, yeah. It just, and my life has just been so, I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and say that it's perfect. My life is not perfect and hard things come up all the time. Mm-hmm. But since I gave my life to him, um, I have just been blessed um, just like tremendously, you know, and um, especially with my son, um, I I didn't even realize that I needed him as much as I did until yeah. um, on it. I mean, I've always loved him. I've always shown him love. He's always been um, just a huge part of my life since I had him. But um, not having that healthy relationship with a man is almost like God knew that I needed him because I, I see God's love for me through my son. Mm-hmm. And um, so I didn't see that before. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I loved him so much and I was just so grateful that he was mine, but I didn't see God's love through him until I witnessed God's love for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, until I came to God, I didn't see that. I didn't see him that way. Wow. And I'm just so thankful because I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see it. I mean, I can see the way you care about him mm-hmm. and love him and you're um, you're careful with him. Yeah. And you have a heart to for him to have a heart for God, mm-hmm. a heart after God. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're raising him up that way, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, learning about your story wasn't the story for you. I mean, the people who were supposed to be protecting you didn't protect mm-hmm. you and supposed to be caring for you in that way didn't do a good job with that. And I'm so sorry. Um, and yeah, thank you. Um, I, I, th- I think so too. Um, I find um, parts of me that are very, um, when it comes to Rylan, I'm, af- I'm afraid of things, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of, um, because I think I have, <laughs> obviously God's still working on me and I have issues in these areas of, I think just abandonment and just all these like things. So I, I think too, God is revealing uh, my son's in school now and I have a lot of time on my hands. So he's like, all right, we're going to get to work here. So I, since he's been in school, honestly, I have never felt the work that he's been doing as much as he is now. Like these things are just coming up and, Mm. um, you know, and I'm learning more things about myself that I didn't even realize was an issue and that's not fun. Mm. So. But it speaks so strongly to just the posture of your heart Mm -hmm. because it would be so easy for you to fill your days with random crap to -hmm. be doing, to keep yourself busy and to keep your mind off of that stuff. And that's not what you're doing. You're allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to be and have your heart in this posture to be like, okay, Lord, keep working in Mm -hmm. me, keep growing Mm -hmm. me, keep just showing me all these things. Mm -hmm. And if that's not vulnerability, I don't know what is right. Like that is Mm -hmm. not an easy place to to put yourself because if anybody's going to show us the truth of the stuff that we really need to work Mm -hmm. on, it's him Mm -hmm. lovingly Mm -hmm. and with so much compassion and so much grace, but he's still going to show us like, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is still something that we need to be yeah. working on. And he wants to get us alone with him to show him that stuff. So mm-hmm. I just think sometimes it's like this idea of silence, stillness, and solitude before the Lord. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, those are all badass words, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, actually, no. Like, mm-hmm. 
I, I sense in you that you are hearing things and, and he's showing you things that he would never have had the opportunity to do mm -hmm. if you were really busy and going, mm -hmm. going. And even for you, I mean, even this little lag between you graduating and getting a job, like that's mm -hmm. so intentional. And so I just want to encourage everybody who's listening, like, don't be afraid of that time with him. Don't be afraid of that time where you spend before him and he um, pursues you in that way. It's, it's good. Mm -hmm. It is good to get alone with him. And I, I think too, um, since this whole school thing, I have had to place all of my trust on him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is something that I, I, I had just, I've had a really hard time with, with mm -hmm. trusting people. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, I mean, I, re I remember too, just, I, I didn't, I didn't believe in myself that I would even make it. I wouldn't be a nurse because I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't mm -hmm. just all these things. And, you know, just so many times that I did, I just had to just give it to him and trust that I would make it through. And I, I mean, come on. It's incredible. It, it really incredible. is. It's I mean, just the anointing and the mm -hmm. presence that he put on you to mm -hmm. get you through that is so cool. I mean, mm -hmm. he has a plan there for sure. No doubt. Yeah. And it's hard to even describe it. You know, I can sit here and try and come up with fancy words, mm -hmm. but <laughs> it's just, it's just, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Supernatural. It is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes there's, yes. there's just another word yeah. besides yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's man. a mystery and he's powerful and that's where faith comes in. Mm -hmm. that's, you can't, like you're saying, you can't put a word to it. You can't write it on paper. Mm -mm. But, you know, I I do love, um, like, this chapter just sticking out to me about um, vulnerability because um, I still have a lot of stuff that I want to be vulnerable about, you know, and I think that he's going to allow that when the time is right, mm -hmm. you know. But um, even just being able to share with, you know, with Amy that I can <laughs> – that, that these things have happened. It's just kind of like, I don't feel, I, I don't feel shameful. I feel almost mm -hmm. kind of like connect, like, you know, a connection, like you get to know somebody and you're like, Oh, I didn't realize that about that person. Yeah. Or, um, and I think, I think God loves that. I think because, you know, we are able to come into relationship with each other. And I love that about Eden um, because that's where it kind of started for me too. Mm -hmm. You know, where my life was um, like, I think I had just like this, um, hunger in my heart. Like I wanted something different mm. for my life. Yeah. Oof. It's beautiful. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's so a awesome. beautiful story. Yeah. And I just feel like there's just, just still so much that you're going yeah. to experience. Mm -hmm. I'm really kind of stoked to just to get to walk beside you mm -hmm. throughout this journey. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, God is, he is doing the thing yeah. with you for mm -hmm. sure. I know. I know. So mm -hmm. awesome. How cool is that to say, I know? Like, I, yeah. I know like, because I'm witnessing it. I can see it. I can feel it. That's crazy. I remember sitting with her in her, <laughs> her office many times <laughs> and feeling, yeah. I mean, I wish sometimes I would just have a camera on me, you know, just to see like how, how different my life was, even when yeah. I first set foot in here. Yeah. And I think when we allow God to move in those spaces, I mean, yeah. it's amazing what what He can do, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah thank you for mm. bringing me on here and making yeah. me cry twice. Great, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, before we wrap up, I just, I really want to speak to one of the big topics that you brought up, which was your sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And I do not want that to be overlooked because that is something that unfortunately we're seeing more and more and more often Mm -hmm. women and men too, but in this, you know, particular case, women sharing that they've had these experiences Mm -hmm. and for so long, there was this, this culture of shame around it Mm -hmm. and this idea of, or, you know, those whispers and question of, well, you know, what did she do to invite that? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, blame being placed on the victims in these situations, which is absolutely unfair. So, you know, I just really want to acknowledge the fact that people that have had that done to them, it's not their fault. Mm -mm. It wasn't your fault. It, it, anybody else that has had that happen, it's not their fault. And the way that you process through it, that is your story and that's mm-hmm. unique to you. And the way that somebody else process, processes through that could be very, very different. Mm-hmm. But among all of that, we just want everyone that listens to this to know that there are supports for these types of things. There's mm-hmm. resources, there's pastors here that are absolutely willing to have these conversations and to help with those resources and just whatever that path may look like for somebody that has experienced this today or experienced it 50 years ago or anywhere Mm -hmm. in between there's it's never too late to start having these conversations and we just want to be able to give that support and give those resources you know so there's obviously like i said there's resources here at the church and then there's things like the national national sexual assault telephone hotline which for people that um, are curious about that the number for that is 1-800-656-HOPE h-o-p-e which is 4673-800-656-4673. So we just really want to acknowledge that this is a, a serious thing. And mm-hmm. we're so grateful that the Lord has started healing you mm-hmm. in these ways. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that, you know, that's where you are in this. And, and if somebody else is not in that place, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, there are people that want to love you through that. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that we, you know, speak to that. Mm -hmm. And that's, I just want to add too, like there is people who want to love you. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think if, um, it's not easy, right. So it's not easy to talk about, but I, I mean, yeah, I think just being able to open up and allow, um, allow a space for that, um, conversation. It's, it's very, it's helped me, I, I can definitely say just being able to talk about it, even mm-hmm. if I'm super awkward when I talk about it, you know, it's just, um, it's just great. It's yeah. great to have community and um, wonderful women like you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable with us. Yeah. Thanks, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> well, Shan, will you pray for us? Sure. First of all, oh. Heavenly Father, we just come before you in just a posture of praise for the way you have moved and touched Kendra's life. Um, what you what you planted in her all those years ago at that church camp that she went to, and she she saw this image. First of all, she experienced this woman, you know, telling about her story, but then she kind of saw deep in her core this image of what she is beginning to do even right now. 
So we praise you for that. We praise you for just calling her out. We praise you for saying you love her. We praise you for saying you are worthy of everything I have to offer and just the way you pursue her in that. We praise you for the healing that you're doing in her life. We thank you for that. Um, We praise you that she is willing to get vulnerable and be vulnerable and then be that beacon beacon, um, that says you are here. Um, Your Holy Spirit light that is in her shines so, so bright and draws people to her. May you continue to use her life, use her story, use the way you've moved and empowered her to reach other people, Lord God. We pray that this message today that people have heard um, would hit deep and would um, draw more people out, more people to you, and to let them know that they too are worthy and they too are deeply and dearly loved and it's safe to be vulnerable and it's safe to step away from shame and to believe what you say about them, which is that they are dearly loved, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that in your image, they are perfect. We love you, Lord. In your holy, holy, and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.